0: Welcome to the podcast, Whisper. My name is David Allen, your host. And this week I'm talking to fellow podcaster Lala Luscious about her show called Snack Size. Welcome
1: to the show, Lala. Hi, Podcast Whisper.
0: <laughs> so tell us about
1: your journey. How did you get started? Where did this come from? Well, um, like most people during the quarantine, I was looking for something to do. I listened to a lot of podcasts. For a person that's always busy, I guess I should say, I listen to a lot of podcasts. But it was something I always knew I wanted to do. I just never had the time to do it. Being a drag queen in the Twin Cities and doing so many shows uh, during the week, it's hard to just sit down and do something like record a podcast. So when this time came around where the clubs and stuff were shut down, I decided to be my next undertaking. Oh, that's awesome.
0: That's a great story. I'm going to play your intro for them so everybody knows... You know what your what your show's all about.
1: Hey, what's up, world? Welcome to Snack Size, the podcast that will drag you into your most fabulous life. I'm your host, Lala Luscious, also known as the Snack of the Twin Cities. I decided for myself that I can be whatever I want to be, so I decided to be a drag queen. And if I can live my dreams, you can too. The time has come to believe in yourself enough to turn your ideas into more than mere words. And no matter what you are doing in life or where you want to go, I want to help you get there fabulously. Our 10 minutes starts now. Hey snacks.
0: So I love that because it really just kind of gives everything about the show. There isn't much left to to, you know, kind of understand about the show.
1: I am a very get to the point person. So that is honestly just me being myself, but when I heard it I was like, yeah, the it took a couple edits, but I said, yes, this is exactly what I want.
0: That's, that's phenomenal. And I love your show. I love the message that you have. And, and, of course, the wordplay, too. You're going to drag them into, you know, loving themselves and feel, feeling fabulous, you know, because you're a drag queen. So And f- uh, first one I've spoke to on Podcast Whisper, so congratulations.
1: Oh, I am always happy to be the first. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: what, tell me about, so we talked about your journey when you first started. What do you wish you would have known now that, you know, that you should have, that you should have known when you started?
1: Things every day is really a learning experience when it comes to this. I did not realize that there was so much involved in, <laughs> into podcasting. <laughs> yeah thought you just sat down and you just said what you wanted to say and it would, that was the end of it. Um, but because I, you know, because I put so much effort into my drag, it, learning things and stuff that i like to do like do drag i had to learn to sew and make my own mixes and make my own posters so this actually was really fun for me to learn all the different ways like what are show notes like what is what is this and oh i should have a website okay cool you know so it's been a really fun experience it's been a really great networking experience i get to meet a lot of cool people like i'm doing right now (laughs) um but to answer your question things i wish i had known i want to say the number one thing is don't use anchor (laughs) <laughs> uh switch to libsyn today okay so that's a change and yeah i didn't have any type of show notes like i didn't i didn't know it was a thing i didn't i didn't know um like i guess i've seen them in podcasts because you know it's comments but i was just like if you want to email me here's my email and that's it you know i didn't know that it was like you know, if you're a professional podcaster, that's what you have. You know? <laughs> so, now that I know I'm doing better in that regard. So I guess those would be the two biggest things I wish I had, I know. So what is it? It's, it's so
0: funny that you say about anchor, because I also see it in the groups a lot too. And, and, and I know that there's this big myth about anchor and your content, which is absolutely not true by the way, because what happens is you control, if you control your distribution. So if you can, if you uh, distribute it to Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Overcast and everywhere else, you control your own content. They have, they're just a hosting site. So I don't understand where this myth came from that they control your content because that's not true. Lipson, you upload your stuff to Lipson the way you're doing it now and they distribute it for you, right? Right.
1: So same concept. I think that it was a couple things that made me ultimately want to steer away from it. Sure. It's not that I had a horrible experience with Anchor. I was very fortunate to have a lot of people who have been podcasting for a while saying, like, you're really good and Anchor is like the training wheels. So switching to another platform is going to offer me more features that Anchor isn't necessarily supporting. I agree. So that, that's kind of where I'm coming from with the, I wish I had not gone with Anchor. I absolutely
0: agree. Um, I, I think that Anchor is great for starting out because there's so much pod fading in there. And and you know, here's what happens too. People don't realize, as you said earlier, you don't know how much goes into this. You know, it's not just sit down, throw out your thoughts and expect somebody to listen to it. It's not that easy. There's, there's marketing, there's show notes, as you said, artwork that has to go into it, um, editing, getting it right, making it sound right, the quality, the content, the microphone, the computer that, you know, there's so much. And Anchor's great for for that starting out like, okay, that that is the type of platform where you can throw your thoughts out there and hope somebody listens to it. Yeah. But like you said, if you want to get a little bit more into it, I, Lipson has always been a number one choice for me. I love Lipson and there's so many other platforms out there as you gradually, as you know, as you graduate into podcasting, you'll, you'll find more and more and did different features and there it's, it's evolved. I've been doing it since 2009. So watching the evolution of podcasting to me is just so exciting to see all the changes.
1: What is different today than when you started?
0: Oh god! we don't use we don't use uh, phone lines anymore. When I first started, we didn't have this equipment. We didn't have the microphones and the computers. We called it, celebrities would call in on a cell phone or like a phone line, a landline. Um I spoke to a lot of different celebrities on on phones, and it's funny because my my partner then Liz, uh, we did a show together called Get Unleashed and She would always tell me, oh, David, listen, the the quality sucks. We got to do something about this quality. But I'm like, no, it's the content. They're listening for the content. They don't care about, you know, Taylor Dane's on the phone. They just want to know that I'm talking to Taylor Dane. It's so cool or Crystal Waters. And boy, she was right. The moment that we upgraded and started getting into it a little bit more, she was 100% correct. So the phone lines, the way social media is done now, because back in 2009, it wasn't as prevalent as it is today. Um, you know, it was more word of mouth. It was sticker dropping. It was, Hey, I have a podcast. Most people didn't know what a podcast was at that time, you know, so it was just kind of up and coming. I think it started in like 2004. If I'm correct, I'm I'm not, I'm not too crazy about the podcast history, but it started a little bit earlier than we did, but my career in radio started there and that's how I got into podcasting.
1: That's really cool to know. I am excited to use skills that I've already had. So when Mm -hmm. you talked about the quality, one thing that I did do, I should say, is I make drag mixes. So working with a program like Audacity was something I was already familiar with. So that was what was able to help me kind of Get into the sound editing and make it sound you know acceptable. So, and I love that too. You know, and that I'm glad you brought that up too. I, I
0: something clicked when you had said about drag and you're being creative and you're learning to sew. And do, this is the same concept as that. You you have to be creative. You have to figure out ways. So you're not going to go on stage with a you know half faced mug and a, you know a flat wig and you know one heel and.
1: <laughs> so. No.
0: You know, it's the same thing here. People are putting you in their ears. They're allowing you into their into their ears to hear you. And and I love. I want to bring up your your intros. Your guest intros are absolutely amazing. Speaking of audacity, however, you did this. This I just this is my favorite. Ah,
1: uh, hey, snacks. Kiss the beat, ah. Uh. Episode five of Snack Size. Beauty, body, face, feel. Beauty, body, face, feel. Beauty, body, face, feel. Beauty, body, face, feel. You know yes, snacks. You know you that is the single from our guest today for our very special double snack episode of Snack Size. Our guest today needs no introduction. You watched her on RuPaul's Drag Race Season 7 as she, in her words, worked that puss all over the main stage. That's right. We have Jaden Dior Fierce here at Snack Size Podcast today, and she's going to share a little bit about her life and how she has found happiness and success. As you know, we are all about social distancing here, so today we are going to use that good old phone a friend. Let's give Jaden a call. (coughs) Hi, Jaden. Welcome to Sax Eyes. Hello. I'm so excited to join you this week.
0: So three different things about that. First of all, excellent intro. Secondly, Thanks. awesome intro for the artist itself, whoever you're interviewing. And thirdly, I have listened to hundreds and thousands of podcasts, and I've never, ever heard anybody use a phone sound like that. Oh, and really? Yeah. And you did it with Blair St. Clair too. And I loved that. I was like, this is so cool. I never, hey, let's get them on the line. You're not really calling them, but it's still just so cool because it's so vintage.
1: Yeah. So that's a really popular thing in drag is sound effects. Um, So I guess when I take to my editing, I kind of bring that flavor to it. Um, So we like to be super extra and super campy. So (laughs) I guess that's what I was trying to do, you know, especially since I was talking to, you know, two very well-known drag queens. So. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. I got the uh, Bla- Blair St. Clair one too. So, we'll play that here.
1: I've been Hey Snacks, that was the latest single from our special double snack guest today called Empty. This guest is an American singer and drag queen who you watched on RuPaul's Drag Race Season 10 And now you will be watching her on RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 5. In addition to drag, this diva took the world by storm as a recording artist with her first album, Call My Life, which peaked at number one on the Billboard electronic dance charts. I do declare our guest today is Blair St. Clair. Let's give her a call. Hi, Blair. Welcome to Snack Size. Hey, thanks so much for having me and thinking of me. I am so excited.
0: So, like I said, it's just so great. The way you introduce a guest is so phenomenal. And normally I would say that the music's too long, but it really just it just kind of goes with it. You kind of get into it. And then as you fade out, and you, you call it a double snack episode because you have a, a guest, correct?
1: That is correct. Okay, yes. so,
0: yeah, I mean, I love it. I love everything about both of those clips. And and I really think that Jaden should definitely give you a call and have you collaborate with her sometime on, on yeah. one of her songs, because...
1: Oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, You know... I, that was actually my mom's idea to, to mm. sort of start it off with a rap on that one. Wow. So for that, and then actually the Blair song is a little bit longer than I think that I would have liked, but a part of, I don't want to say contractually, a uh, friend contractually <laughs> is that I would promote her single. So. Of course. Now, did you realize just that
0: just now at, after listening to it, or did you know that before you came on the show?
1: Oh, uh, that it was too long? Yeah. Oh, no, I... I felt like it was too long. I just knew what she wanted, yeah. and you know, when you're starting out and you're new, it's you're very thankful to have friends like that that oh, will sure. take the time. So I wanted to make sure that I did my part on that. Sure. Um, so
0: and normally, like I said, normally I'm thinking, but I thought I think it's the perfect length. I think both of them were pretty good. Um, you know, you you took the chorus of the song, which is great because then it just kind of leads them into you know, if you want to hear the rest of it, you know, look up Blair St Clair. So I think that was that was phenomenal. I mean, I love your energy. I love, now, do you listen to yourself after you're, like, when you post an episode
1: or before you post an episode, do you listen to it? Yeah, so, just like performing, it's when you work, you know, a normal job, you know, you're 40 hours a week, there is times when you just don't have the energy. So, mm-hmm. I always record, and then I'll listen back, and if I don't think that I'm giving enough into the episode, then I'll re-record. So, I'm very involved when it comes to that. I like to make sure that it is exactly what I want to put out.
0: And that's great because most people don't. Again, they just kind of throw it out there and and hope that you know. So, do you you obviously critique yourself just like like you say? Everything is equating to the drag. So you're you're
1: relating this to drag, which is great. Yeah, um, that's. I mean, really, that's what I'm trying to do. That's why I wanted to create this podcast um, because drag has opened so many doors, and this is yet another one. You know, so I happen to find myself, getting way more involved with in this store, but I love it, so that's great. Um, but yeah, that's really the the focus of what I want to do, and relating the skills that I've learned so that everyone can do this in their life.
0: Now, Lala, tell me what is the best resources that helped you along this this journey of uh, snack size?
1: The best resources I had. I have some super fiercely supportive, but fiercely judgmental friends. Wow. <laughs> And they will – I think that the episode that I worked the hardest on was my first one, probably because it was the first one, and it had multiple drafts. I would say that I have a couple takes here and there now, um, now that I've gotten the hang of it. But that first one, I mean, it had whole multiple – like, my original episode is not what, what got put out there type of stuff. So I think that they've been the biggest support system. They have been brutally honest, but in a constructive way, I – also in the type of person where I know what I like and I wouldn't budge on that. So they, one of the things they said was like, it sounds too much like, like an audiobook. Um mm. But there is a part of me that's a writer and there's a, uh, that, and so I do like to write and I didn't want it to sound like uh, what you would expect from a drag queen, you know, not the, hey, let's Kiki, let's party. That's not what I'm trying to do here. So I wanted right. to that it sounded like that. Um, so I would say that's been the biggest support system. And then honestly, everyone in podcasting is so nice and friendly. So <laughs> um, a dressing room where, you know, I have friends in drag, but everyone's kind of catty. You know, it's a drag queen, you know, kind of scene. And then I come here, everyone's so nice and welcoming and they'll help you and I love it. So those would be the two biggest things that I've found supported.
0: So friends and drag queens. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that 's great, and I love the episode that you did, the about you episode, and I want to play some of that because this is really what i i i I hope to inspire in a lot of people because everybody wants to know about the host they want to know where they came from, how this this happened and, and we 'll talk about this just to say I just love let this.
1: me tell you a little bit about me. My name is Kevin, but my friends call me Lala, which is my drag name, and since we are now becoming friends, you can call me Lala too. I'm 31 years old and I live in Minneapolis, Minnesota. By day, I run operations in a call center in corporate America, and by night, I transform and I perform all over the Twin Cities as a fabulous drag queen. When I'm on stage, right before I'm about to go on, there is a magical moment, and it happens every time I'm on stage, when the spotlight hits and the music starts and the crowd is filled with anticipation, waiting to see what I'm going to do. It's like I have them in the palm of my hand and I'm ready to entertain them. It's a moment where my fears and insecurities leave my body and I feel strong and empowered, majestic, invincible, it is that moment when I know I'm fulfilling my passion and living my purpose. But it wasn't always that way. Even though now I have confidence and passion both in and out of drag, I remember a time when I struggled with, well, everything.
0: That speaks volumes. I mean, most uh, most podcasters don't do that because you really open the door. You really open the door for us to to kind of get to know who Kevin is, who Lala is, and the fact that you, you know, you put you have a day job in there and everything else, that I wish everybody would do in their first three episodes.
1: Is explain themselves. And that is exactly one of the things that we had a critique about. Because when you are a show person, it's all about a show. Mine even goes a step further because I wouldn't say that La La is a character in that like I have like a really stylized version. I don't my personality doesn't change per se, but I do have a public front, you know, so. One of the things that they said was, if you were going to do this type of podcast, my friend said, you have to be honest and you should probably just talk about all these things. And I just said, OK, you know what? I'm just going to talk about it all in the first episode. We're just going to get it out the way <laughs> 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 so, onto what I want to do. Um, but listening back to it, it's really interesting because I haven't heard it since I recorded it. And mm. I can't even hear like the nervousness in my voice compared to where I'm at, you know. Eight episodes later, me and my long podcast history. <laughs> but eight more know,
0: than most people.
1: It's it's growth, you know. So that was that was really cool to hear.
0: <laughs> so listening to that and, and reflecting on, on that clip, what was your biggest challenge in this journey and what did you learn from it?
1: My biggest challenge is I would say that there's two things. One, I talk way too fast, but that, that was fixable. It's a very fixable thing. The second is I think that to tape that type of episode, it required me to show more of Kevin than I was comfortable with. And actually recording this podcast has required me to show more of Kevin than I guess going into it, I thought I would because when you think, Oh, I'm a drag queen. I have lots of entertainment value and I do, but that is not the type of story that's going to draw people in. That's not the type of story that's going to make people understand you. So I am way more comfortable with it now, but it was definitely a struggle. But in turn, I've learned that there's not just value in who I am just when I'm on stage. Now I can do this type of thing and offer something different to the world and that really excites me.
0: So essentially what you're doing is you're you're taking a very visual element element that you do on stage and turning it into an audio format so people can kind of hear it without actually being there.
1: Yeah. It's and it's really hard I don't, I don't want to say it's hard to do. I guess it's hard to envision. And so I'm very thankful that I take my time and I make sure that it's right. And even though I may have a plan when I started an episode, the episode never comes out that way. And that's honestly part of the fun for me. I like and that. And
0: that's, that's podcasting though. I mean, that's, that's evolution in, in general. I mean, you're going to, your show is going to change a hundred times before you reach episode 10 and then another 100 before you reach episode 30, and 50, and 100. I mean, I have 300 episodes on Confession Radio, and if you've listened to the first episode to what it is today, it is completely a completely different show than what it ever was before. Even this show, in the beginning when I started this, it was me initially interviewing, or reviewing, rather, people's podcasts and telling them what they need to do. And then I thought... I have some questions and I really need to talk to these people. (laughs) So it was best for me to have them on the show like we're doing right now to have these conversations so I can get more clarification for myself because I'm not a master at this thing. I'm still, I'm still learning myself and I'm learning from the fellow podcasters as well.
1: That's really cool to hear. One of the things I love about drag is that you're never done learning and this seems like the exact same type of thing. Oh, absolutely.
0: Really cool. Absolutely. You know, podcasting is very much like drag. It's going to constantly evolve from, from the time. And, and it's funny that I'm a huge Drag Race fan. So you'll, you'll get this reference. Uh, and for people who don't get it, Google it. Shangela is like the, the biggest successful queen that I can think of that when she first started on Drag Race to what she is today. Talk about evolution, man. That, that was quite the transformation.
1: It's completely different. And honestly, I'm hoping to do the same thing in podcasting, really. Just every time I try to record, I try to just improve a little something. And I'm not going to overwhelm myself with, you know, a to do list of all these things I have to change. But as long as we progress on every episode, I can definitely be happy about that.
0: Yeah, I agree. So now tell me, like, so you went the resources, right? So you'd use Audacity. Have you done this before? Or is this, you you obviously done the editing, but never the podcasting?
1: I never podcasted before. And I actually got an opportunity uh, to have another professional podcaster listen to my episode and tell me what he thought. And he kind of like, was like really harsh on me thinking that I had done it before. And I was like, I I really have no idea what I'm doing. Like, I just said, this is what I want to do. But honestly, it's very similar to how I started drag. I just, I lived in a small town and did not know drag was already a thing. So I thought I was revolutionary. (laughs) And I just said one day, I was like, I'm just going to start doing drag. And I had YouTube and like (laughs) girlfriends and we figured it out. So this was just me and my computer and we figured it out. So that's where I'm at.
0: Back in 2009, we didn't have YouTube and we didn't have, well, we probably did, but not as, as well as, as we do now. And so, you know, figuring it out then is so much different than figuring it out now.
1: Yes. Yes. So,
0: but that's good though. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear the evolution of this. And, and I love the outro too that you do. I'm going to play that real quick too, so we could talk about the end of your show.
1: Hey Snack, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember, you can get every episode of Snack Size on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Let's keep the conversation going. If you have questions or feedback, don't be afraid to say hello at lala at snacksizepodcast.com. And if you want to support my podcast, head on over to paypal.me forward slash snacksizepodcast. Until next time, go be fabulous. So, why not sponsors? Why, why PayPal? So, let me tell you a story about that uh, uh, closing. I listened to someone else's podcast and realized, oh, I need a closing. Then, I, the, the domain I purchased was actually www.snacksize.org. I somehow recorded it as Snacksize.com. The whole episode's out, so I am scrambling to figure out how I could get Snacksize.com. So if that gives you any indicator as to what I was doing at the time, I didn't know that sponsors were a thing. I just knew that I was a drag queen that had a very important message and the world was going to hear it. So there were some choices I've made in the beginning that I definitely would correct now. But that that that's probably on the list of things that was just like, "I'm just new, and that's where we're at. <laughs> oh
0: no, that's fine. I mean, it sounds great it's It's great and and the reason I'm asking is because i'm I'm finding that more and more podcasters are going towards like the patreons and the Paypals and things and and i at first, I didn't understand it, but now I kind of get it because working in radio is and and this as well. Sponsors are a pain in the ass. Sure, they pay the bills, you know, and, and they'll come and go. But if you have 100 subscribers and they donate a dollar a month to your, your podcast, say on Patreon or even PayPal, that's 100 bucks a month that you could use for, you know, marketing or whatever it is that you want to use for towards it. And I feel that people who support us via that way versus sponsors is a much better way these days. Back then, it was all sponsored heavy, you know, because nobody wants to hear commercials. I, I can't even stand watching commercials on TV. Any opportunity I get to purchase a plan that doesn't allow commercials, I don't want to see them. So, I don't want to hear them either. So, I think it's great that you you don't buy into that hoopla of,
1: of sponsorship. That's a great perspective because when when you're new, and I recently was new, there's a lot of pressure to have it. It's kind of, uh, they call it monetizing. Is that the correct? Yep term um learning all my terms in the podcasting community Very so you. there's a you know monetizing they talk a lot about sponsors i figured it was something down the road i would get once i was a little bit more established so i guess i wasn't i haven't been focused on it i would say but i would say that as an outsider there seems to be a lot of pressure to go the sponsor route now like i said i'm that's just for me Googling how to make a podcast, you know? Sure.
0: Sure. And, and again, that's, it's such an old school thought process though, because even on radio, you know, when you're listening to, ter- to terrestrial radio, even satellite radio, any type of radio has, and that's how they pay the bills. That's, 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 just it. But the beauty of podcasting is you can do and say whatever you want and you're not bound to that particular thing. So to me, uh, Patreon, PayPal, Services like that are better than sponsors because, oh, shit, I can't talk about this because we have this or I can't talk about this cleaning product because this cleaning product's my sponsor. And it's just, you know, it just doesn't. So, it kind of it puts you in a box per se, you know, and I'm not saying sponsorship's bad. If you, by all means, if you have sponsorships and that's how you make your money, that's great. And if it works for your show, it works for your show. But for me, I'm learning why more and more people and podcasters are turning to Patreon and turning to PayPal and other people crowdfunding uh, sources like that and and anchor to go full circle with what we talked about earlier. Anchors, the, the flaw with anchor is that, that they, they promise you these sponsorships and, you know, and I see in the anchor Facebook page all the time. Oh my God, I was on for two weeks and I still don't have a sponsor. It's like, what they set the wrong expectations. That's all.
1: Oh, exactly. And I think that for every thousand plays, you get like $15, which is... is, I don't know if that's good in podcasting or not, but it it was just it wasn't a number to me that was going to make or break my decisions about what I wanted in a platform, if that makes sense. Sure. So. It does.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's called cost per million. And I don't know why it's called CPM. Maybe that's something I need to research myself or maybe a, a listener can help you with that, but it's actually cost per thousand. So it's CPM and it is every thousand listens you get, you know, 15 bucks, 17, whatever the, the going rate is at that time. And and that's the way the negotiations work when you do a sponsorship. So, you know, for this podcast, uh, snack size, your average times per show is usually about 21 minutes, 19 minutes. Yeah, so we'll, we'll go about 15 minutes average if I put all eight episodes together. And so that you could probably sell for $10, $50, $11 CPM. Um, mm-hmm. So just imagine, you know, 3,000 downloads a month. I mean, you're making, what, $33. Yeah. You know, so like, but imagine 50 uh, people donating a dollar per month yeah. You've you got your it. listenership. And not only that, but you're, you've got your listenership too. People are tuning in because they want to hear you. They don't want to hear your sponsor. They don't want to hear your guest. They want to hear Lala. So, these people are supporting Lala. They're supporting the podcast. They're supporting your vision, your, your product, your brand versus supporting, you know, okay. So, that's $33 for the, the sponsor, but how much does the sponsor get of that as well? Right. So there's a whole and again, I'm not bashing sponsors by any means. If that's how you do it, that's how you do it. But there is a tremendous amount of pressure out there for sponsorships. And I'm trying to reverse that because it's not what it's cracked up to be. And and they will come and go. Subscribers, typically, you know, you keep up with it. They're going to they're going to support you forever, just like your fans on stage. You know, I'm sure you have regulars that come to see you.
1: Absolutely, and I, you know, you asked me about support systems. I did forget to mention them. I do have a lot of fans of the Twin Cities area that have supported me, and it's really awesome to hear that maybe my uh, newbie mistake was probably the right way to go. So, yeah, I mean, the outro is great. What I loved about it was that you know,
0: first of all, you say hey, snacks, you know, and and we're becoming friends, so you're really welcoming them into your world. I think that is what what really what I love about this this particular uh, um, not episode, this whole podcast is that. This isn't, you're not talking at them. It's like you're talking with them. It's like, you know, come over, sit down. You have nothing nice to say. Come sit next to me, you know? So we're going we're gonna to talk together. We're going to talk this through. Um, I did not listen to your latest episode, which I see here, if you want something uh, you never had. So talk to me about that.
1: So that episode is a really great one because I've been doing these episodes and I have been talking to people um, and, you know, pulling in all these different resources, you know, doing research, looking at quotes. And I realized that everything I had done until now was centered around people who at least had some idea of who they wanted to be or like a goal they had in their mind. And I took this episode and said, what if you don't know? And what do you do when you're searching for What it lights you up or what your passion is. And one of the interesting things I talk about is that the very first time I ever saw drag, I hated it. Mm. I didn't understand it. I didn't get it. And my best friend was with me when I was there and he actually turned to me and said, You would be really good at this. Well, here we are now. Like, I think it was like about three years before I actually started doing it. And I wanted to talk about the fact that it's like things are going to come into your life and maybe you don't know that it's for you yet. So don't you know, don't push anything out. Um, so that's kind of what that episode is about helping people who need a little bit of direction. And so the first time in your life that
0: I think anyone's going to tell you that it's okay to be categorized here, you know, it's okay to be in a category, um, self-improvement you're in. I think you would do best in entertainment, to be honest.
1: Um, do you think so? I've actually had this critique, so people are just kind of like, self-improvement, which is what I'm trying to do, but I am very open to hearing what you think. Yeah,
0: no, I, I think, I mean, it. it's it's a combination of both, it really is, um, because it very much reminds me of of my show, Confession Radio, uh, shameless plug, um, but I I do the same thing, it's, it's under self-improvement, because it truly is self-improvement, but you have your episodes with, uh, you know, Blair St. Clair and Jaden Fierce, you know, and I don't know. I mean, it's it's really tough. I, it's really walking the line between self-improvement and entertainment. I think my mind's going to entertainment because of, you know, your profession being a drag queen. So, you know, that's where I immediately throw you in what category, but I don't know. The best thing about this is you can, you could play with this. You can do entertainment, uh, or I'm sorry, self-improvement for six months and then try entertainment in six months and see which category you you rank in best.
1: You know what? I think I might do that. That sounds like a plan.
0: I mean, you have eight episodes now, so maybe wait. It looks like you launched uh, April 4th. Is that correct? No. Yes.
1: Yeah, that is correct.
0: Okay, Uh so April 4th. So April, May, June, July. So I'd probably wait till about August ish, you know, and change it over to entertainment, see how you rank over there. How's the numbers been thus far with, with, you know, the the few episodes that you do have? And you don't have to give me exact, just a, a good, you know, rough.
1: I will tell you for someone who expected nothing, I have been blown away. (laughs) I can say that it has been, I don't want to say more than my wildest dreams, but definitely in the wildest dreams category, I really didn't expect it to take off the way it did.
0: Now, another resource that I'm going to offer you too, um, if you don't use it already is called Chartable and they do not sponsor the show. I know I've been mentioning a lot in every single show, but I love Chartable because it really, it breaks down where your listens are coming from. So like right now, Podcast Whisper and Confession Radio is like number five in Venezuela and number 18 in the Philippines. And and, and you're on these Apple podcast charts. And so, what you do is you log in every 24 hours and you just reconnect your Apple podcast, your Spotify, and it tracks all your plays and where they're coming from. It doesn't tell you how many plays you have, but it tells you where you're charting at. So, this will help you in your marketing too to say, oh, I'm number 18 in the Philippines. So, there's something I'm doing that's attracting that particular crowd. You know, so that's how that's how I do my marketing for all my podcasting. My first three months is I will go by the chartable data and then from there I decide, okay, so I need to market more here. I need to market more there. I need to do, you know, whatever I need to do to to kind of appease that audience because those are the people that are going to support you.
1: You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I got an email from them a couple days ago um, and they said, congratulations, you're number 76 in self-improvement. And I said, me? See? bought a chart already. So um, I did sign up for it and I look forward good. to seeing it more. I love chartable.
0: Chartable is it's a great and I maybe I should reach them out reach out, talk about sponsors, but I love chartable because the information it gives you and it's free. You know, I mean they they have pro versions and stuff, but this is just a really good free resource just like Audacity we talked about earlier. You know, it's something that you use because you do your mixes and and things. So just some really, really good uh, you know good stuff to to resources to help you out with so, Lala, what questions do you have for me?
1: I am – one of the things I'm thinking about doing is that I was only going to do 10 episodes this season. Uh, my questions would be – I don't know if you're – do you, you have – like, do you take – when you – let me see what I'm trying to say. <laughs> How take breaks in between, like, seasons, I guess? And I was also thinking about starting a different – related but different podcast while the while snack size was you know on hiatus. So it really depends
0: on you. Um it depends on real life. Uh you know you, you said you work 40 hours a week in a call center. So you know it really depends on what you can handle. So seasons is fairly recent in the podcasting realm because it 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 only started probably about a year or so ago. And uh that was because people were pod fading and, and just going away for a while and then coming back and then going away and coming back. So seasons are really a good opportunity for you to grow your show and see how well it does, how much you put in a season, 10, 20, 30 episodes. That's up to you and what you, what you think is going to be good. Um, and how it's going to represent your brand going forward. So like, this is going to be a brand at some point. So snack size or, or La La Luscious is going to be a brand and, and they're going to know you by snack size and then whatever other items you put out there, the performer and the book and the, the music and you know, whatever else you put out there. The second part to that question, be careful when it comes to multiple shows. I have three shows that I currently do and my 12 hour days turn into 14 hour days and 16 hour days. Because not only am I interviewing you after this, I got to edit it. You already know the whole story. I don't have to tell you, but just be careful. What were you thinking with the second, uh, or is it not in development yet?
1: Um, I have thought about it a lot. So it's going to be called The Nibble. And I have a lot of people who email me questions or they have follow-ups from my episodes. So I wanted to do like a very quick three to five minute episode maybe three times a week just answering somebody's question kind of while I am in the background figuring out what guests i want for next season you know getting those episodes together because the nice thing about starting is that you know you have you have the bar well since mine has gone really well you know I definitely want to top that so that's going to take a little bit more time so that's kind of where I'm at in my headspace and planning and stuff
0: So, Confession Radio started as that, the nibble, as it were, back in the day on uh, several different podcasts, actually. Um, What I would do is I would distribute them out to these podcasts and they were three to five minute segments of people's problems and me answering the problem, which then evolved into its own show, which then evolved into other people answering their problems, which then evolved into a whole separate thing. My recommendation for you, since you're wanting to try it, why not just add it on to the current show you have? So at the end of snack size, you know, let's, uh, let's take a nibble out of your day today and let's see, you know, what's going on in the world. Oh, we got a question from so-and-so, this is what's going on and test market it there and see, and see how well it's received. You know, right. and, and then that way, you know, put it into the current show you have already. So here's the advice, like the one you just did. Um, If you want something you never had. Right. So see if you can find a question based off of that or see if you can find a question and then base your whole episode off of that. So you're learning from the listener and then the listener in turn is learning from you.
1: That is something I've been doing. A lot of the questions and the feedback I'm getting, I then use for an episode, even though there were things like Blair and Jaden that I knew I wanted to do. Sure. In between episodes, like investing in yourself. And you know, if you want something you never had, that is where that came from.
0: So yeah, and and that's what I'm saying. So you can use that. So if something you want you never had came from a question, you know, make it an an end segment, as it were, like a five-minute end segment to say, okay, and we're about to nibble right now in someone's question. So let's talk about something that you never had. So and this question comes from here and this is my answer. So, and then try to, you know, instead of doing a spinoff just yet, because you're still kind of getting your feet wet with this and you don't want to get overwhelmed and trying to keep both, you know, episodes going or uh, two podcasts going. And then eventually you'll wind up getting a co-host because people are going to be reaching out and they want to collaborate with you. So, you know, who, who knows, you know, you never know who's going to, who's going to be out there. So my, my recommendation to you at this point is just throw it at the end of your current show and then see how it ranks there and then if it grows bigger and you kind of get more and more response, then you can spin it off into its own show.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you. you Another know. question I always have is, do you have podcasts that you suggest that I listen to that would kind of help me learn with what I'm doing? Other than this one? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: I mean, to be honest, there really, there's a lot. There's a lot. I, I personally don't listen I, I'm more learning by this, this social interaction and listening to people who submit their shows to me. Um, if I go to my, let's see, uh, shows here that I subscribe to currently, um, Canadian politics is boring, which is absolutely hysterical. I don't have anything really that that will teach you how to podcast. Um, Dolly Parton's America was great. Oh, What a Glorious Morning is a phenomenal uh, podcast. It's about a guy who you know de- decodes his own dreams. <laughs> Um, Joe Exotic, of course, we all seen Tiger King. So, Um, and in bed with Nick and Megan, I really don't have any suggestions as to how, the only suggestion I have is just to keep networking with your communities. There's a ton of Facebook groups. There's, uh, Reddit is an amazing resource. Uh, There's, I had no idea. idea. Good to know. Oh, Reddit. Oh yeah, absolutely. If you create a Reddit account and you just type podcast, there's a whole, like, there's all sorts of communities. And in those communities, to be honest with you, Reddit to me is a little bit more favorable than like Facebook or anywhere else because they're really seasoned professionals there. I get a lot of great information from Reddit. Okay, cool. So I don't have a particular show, but I think Reddit would definitely do, would would be your top resource because there's a lot of people who ask questions and then a lot of seasoned podcasters are in there, you know, watching these questions and helping out as much as possible.
1: I will get that right away as soon as I get off. <laughs> 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 anything else? Anything else I can help with? No, I appreciate everything. This has been awesome. I I am very thankful to have had a good start, but anything I can do to make it better. So I appreciate you taking the time to to give me some whispers. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I Lala, I have to say I'm I'm very very happy with the show. I think you're doing great. Um, you know, these these just keep it up and I cannot wait to hear how this progresses. I mean, we'll do definitely do a follow-up. You know, I'll reach out and see how you're doing. Um, the, the feedback that I've been getting has been amazing. And I'm so glad I decided to talk to the podcasters because it's so much easier this way to kind of learning your vision because the universe gave you your vision. So I'm trying to understand your vision of things. Yeah. So I think that, uh, I think this is a great show and I I just can't wait to hear how it grows.
1: Thank you so much. Where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Lala Luscious with a Z. Um, I also have my website now, www.snacksizepodcast.com. It was a very sought after website, let me tell you, but we got it. And, And you
0: told me a story before the show started. What was the Luscious? You misspelled it?
1: You know, in college, I just decided that it would be fun to spell it with a Z, and honestly, it's been the bane of my existence my whole drag career, but now I'm stuck with it. So, it is pronounced slushes. The Z is there. You know, it, it's a great conversation starter. We'll go with that. It's my conversation starter. That's hilarious. <laughs> I have a, a podcast
0: called Between Us Girls, but it's with a Z instead of an S, so.
1: Exactly. That's so. exactly what I'm to do, but it it's not as you know easily seen as you know as the Z for girls but sure right you now well,
0: well, yeah and oh one more thing your your album art too by the way I love that when you have guests on they don't get this full spotlight they have to share that with you
1: <laughs> you know I I love myself and uh yeah you know I feel like when you're putting in the work pod like I said podcasting is a lot of work so if you're putting in the work you deserve to be on the cover too <laughs>
0: Is I that? saw that and I have that in my notes here. And and it's, it's so funny because in my notes, I have um, uh, on album art with guests. You are in it too. Ha ha.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know what the standard is in podcasting, but it's going to be the standard at Snack Size.
0: <laughs> the standard is, is whatever you make it, you know, know your energy and make it pop. And that's exactly what you're doing right now. So keep it up. Keep up the great work. I love it. I can't wait to hear more of it. And again, so SnackSize.com is where they can find you. Snacksizepodcast.com. Ah, snacksizepodcast.com. And I am the Podcast Whisperer. And as always, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and submit your show for review. And until next time, I cannot wait to hear your podcast. Bye, everyone. Hey, thanks for listening to The Podcast Whisper. Make sure you find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Podcast Whisperer. There you will also find a link where you can submit your show to be featured, interviewed, and reviewed as well. And please share these episodes to support these amazing podcasters. And until next time, I can't wait to hear your podcast.